Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. As we said, Andre Fernandez, who everybody knows in South Florida, great guy, tremendous writer, uh, covering FSU football uh, for the Tallahassee Democrat. However, this week he traded places and he covered Florida A&M in an important game while uh, FSU was uh, supposed to roll over Jacksonville State. And uh, Andre's kind enough to join us this evening. Andre, thanks so much for taking the time. Am I correct? Did you cover Florida Florida A&M this week? Yeah, it was one of those deals where our our FAMU writer uh, became a granddad and had to leave town last minute. So it was one of those last, you know things where my editor's like, "Hey, can you go to you know FAMU is right next door, so it's not like it yeah. was a big detour." So we <laughs> went over there and and yeah, so first first FAMU game and home game in two years for for the Rattlers had a decent crowd out there and got in the win column. Meanwhile, across town, uh, not so much. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot. I mean, but you know what? Uh, you, nobody's to point a finger because I think every every school in Florida has gone through that. Where you know, but I still am in the belief, Andre, that this that Florida State's a program for the future. I mean, people put so much emphasis on yeah, one game, one situation. Jacksonville State's a really good program, by the way, but nobody wants to hear that in Tallahassee. Um, no. What went wrong? Uh, what, a lot of mistakes or yeah. poor execution or. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you're right. I think this with this team. Here's the thing. I I, I look at it. Obviously, it's a bad loss. The first time they've ever lost to an FCS school. But this is a. You're right about the long term part. And not only that, but I think this is going to be a wildly inconsistent team this year in the sense of they it's a team that can come out and do what they did against Notre Dame and almost beat them or turn around and have a major letdown like this week because they're still so young. I mean, they're, they're still yeah. counting on a lot of freshmen, a lot of redshirt freshmen, a lot of new guys playing new roles. And really it was execution in the sense of, you know, they had no downfield threats. They come out the first, the first drive and really should have hit that touchdown pass, which uh, Keyshawn Helton dropped on the first series on fourth down, maybe it's a different ball game if that happens, but then it didn't. And then penalties, they had 11 penalties for the game. Nine of them came in the second half. You know, their running game, they went over 200 again, but really in the second half struggled to move the football and then just couldn't finish the game. I mean, they had probably about three different plays in the second half that could have put the game away, you know, be it as it may, an ugly victory, but it's still a victory if it would have happened. And they couldn't. They just haven't learned completely yet how to finish ball games and – 
I think it's a process, and they're getting to it. I also talked about it today. The coaches were talking about today when that moment happened, when that when the kid caught the the winning touchdown pass. When he caught it, he caught it around between like the 15, 20 yard line. He said there was a moment where players looking back on it were saying they, that it, they almost froze in the moment, and it allowed for that kid to juke, to make one juke move, make another guy miss, and boom, that was it. Sudden loss, right. walked off the field at that point. So it's just signs of a team that's still very young, still, you know, has more talent than last year, but a process that's very much still, you know, work in progress as they get, you know, as they as the young team they have right now learns, and then eventually they hope to bring more talent in. Andre Fernandez joining us, Tallahassee Democrat covering FSU. And, you know, you look at uh, Coach Norvell during a game and his expressions really never change. But, I, you know, I always got that he's in this for the long run. So these little second year things are not going to derail his plans. Am I right? No, I, I, they, they won't. I mean, you're right. He's pretty even keel about it. And I think he's seen this in the big picture. But. I do think in the short term, there is a little bit of, in the back, even if he won't say it, there's maybe a little bit of urgency now to not let this thing spiral too much because, you know, recruits are always watching. You know, even guys that they have committed are going to look at it. And you don't want this thing to become really embarrassing or end up, you know, even if it is a year where you're not, we don't have super high expectations, you don't also want to get to a really disappointing level where it almost stunts the progress that you've made off the field too. So there's kind of like yeah. a balance there. One thing that's good, one thing that's encouraging that I will say, he did get a little, you know, animated today in the presser, just talking about how this team and the other thing that they need to, to, to develop and continue to grow up is not accepting any defeat as kind of a silver lining. Because he thinks that coming off Notre Dame last week, you know, maybe there was some of that where we're like, okay, hey, look what we did. No. Like, no no loss should ever feel good in any way. And he, he, like, reiterated that message today. And that's kind of the kind of standard he's trying to set here, starting with this group that he's had for the past, like, year and a half, two years. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, perform, there were some good performances out of the game. I mean, like you said, they still ran the ball well. They did a few things. It's just that mistakes. And, and, and you know, I mean, we know that. I mean, we saw it in the Miami game where they pretty much kept uh, Appalachian State around because of the mistakes and, and, you know, the execution. We saw it in the FIU game where they turned the ball over six times. Um, right. It's going to happen. You say the, the young kids, I agree. Uh, you have a lot of – you have so many young faces. And I know the FSU fans, you know, you know, our, our guy Fish, he doesn't want to hear any of that. You know, he just thinks that this is going to be the norm. And I keep telling him it's not going to be the norm because you look at what you have. You look at you know, the coaching staff that's on hand. You have that support staff, you know, with, with all those guys, with Kenyatta and with, Brian, with um, Ryan Bartow and people pushing this program year-round. You have a, a good, strong alumni base. You have legacies like uh, Lamont uh, Green Jr. going there. I'm sure you're going to also mm. most likely have Marvin Jones's kid eventually and uh, going there. So I, you know what? I look at the other game as you know. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. I mean, it, it, because I had a chance to watch a little bit of that game and, and saw uh, they make key mistakes, but everybody does. Uh, you take a look at this team, you, this coaching, and and you've been around it now for a long enough 
uh, time to know that, yeah, while it bothers them that, you know, they set a game plan and the kids sometimes screw it up. I mean, they knew that they know that's going to happen. Talk about that moving forward, because, you know, the the season just begun. The the freaking meat of the schedule is not for a couple of weeks and they're going to be facing those ACC teams left and right. So get all the bugs out now. And, and, and you know how that works, too. I mean, if you look at these two games, look at it. They, they've lost on the final play each time. So we're, one, we're two plays away from this thing having a whole different look. If they don't miss the field goal, maybe against Notre Dame, and if that play gets stopped last week. Plus the fact that, you know, what, how's the reaction going to be or how's the overreaction going to be? Let's say they do come out. Because, and I think this team is still capable of coming out and maybe beating a Wake Forest because, like I said, they're just that type of a team where – it could look really good one week, and it could look really bad the next week, because the, uh, because of the factors we were talking about, and and really, yeah, I mean, Norvell's invested. You talked about the pieces that they have in place, uh, both on the coaching staff, the guys that they're trying to recruit to bring here. I mean, you can't just look at it for two results. I mean, it is a little bit alarming in the moment, but I think there's a lot of things. There's been some silver lining to it too. The run, the running back Jason Corbin right now is rated one of the better running backs in the country. Period. Not just the ACC. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at their pass rush. They already have nine sacks in two games. They only had ten the entire season last year. So that shows you how much better they are at pressuring the quarterback. So there's little things. There's some areas of concern. I think the quarterback play, you know, could be a lot better right now. They're still kind of going back and forth with who they use. They may use both guys, but. They haven't really been able to stretch the field. They're not really throwing the ball deep yet with either quarterback, and that's something that's going to have to change and going to have to improve, you know, for them to contend. But there are there are seeds being planted. There are little strides that are getting overshadowed right now by the end result, and maybe that'll flip. Maybe there's still ten games to go, so yes. it's a season where you want to see progress, even if they don't end up in a bowl, and they, maybe they do go five and seven, like like you know, like a lot of people thought, myself included. You still want to see progress the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I understand the point you're making. And also, you know, like you said, the Notre Dame game. I mean, you know, so they know they're capable of playing like that. They're, they know they're capable of playing at that level. It's just getting consistent and doing it every right. week. And, you know, even you, know, you look at some of these great teams. I mean, you know, there was a lot of breakdowns for Ohio State, and they're an elite team. Uh, so everybody's yeah. doing it, especially when you have – you know, you, you have very little leadership. You don't have a lot of senior leaders uh, on uh, FSU. And, and, and I, people can say that's overrated all they want, but I don't agree. Because when you have guys that have been around the program and they ease in, you know, their own peers, it, it, it's a lot more comfortable, you know, for, from hearing yeah. some constructive criticism from a guy who you play with rather than a coach who's going to demean you. So I understand that. I mean, and there's a lot going on. Now they, obviously, the, the next couple of weeks are going to be kind of tough. Uh, you know they got to yeah. get geared back up. Uh, they got to have a good week. Um, what are some of the What are some of the things that you're looking for uh, in their next game? As far as that didn't happen in this game. Well, I think just better execution early in drives because they keep you know they, they still talk about how their first down play, their first down execution has to be better. They keep putting themselves in long yardage. I mean, every time it's like second and fifteen. You know they're, they had penalties. They tried to go deep five different times in the game, and something kept happening. They even talked about it today. They had like 30 yards in penalties when they tried to catch, you know, when they tried to catch Jacksonville State off guard a little bit by by going down the field. So that's some of the things they just they keep hurting themselves on offense, really. And it's not so much the offense itself when plays are run, but it's more just the penalties, the 
missed assignments. So all those little things have to be better because this is a good Wake Forest team that they're going to face. A very oh, one, yeah. probably one of the more talented teams that that they've had over there in a while. And they're co- and they're coached well. They're at home. Potent passing game. Yeah, it could fall behind. They could fall behind early if they're not, and, and, and it could spiral if they're not careful. If they don't come out and execute better, so that's really what I'm looking for. And, and the leadership thing you're talking about is true, Larry. I mean, some two of their two of the guys that really showed a lot of accountability over last week and what happened were Jermaine Johnson and Mackenzie Milton. But those okay. guys, they're, they're mm-hmm. veterans, they're leaders right now. But you, you and I know, we know they're one year rentals. What, what yes. what's going to happen with FSU is. They're going to need it's, – it's once these younger kids, the ones that are now all kids, the true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, whatever, when they get to the point that those are the voices and those are the leaders in the locker room, that's when it could, you truly will start to see something built here for the long run. I agree. I agree. Uh, people are going to want to follow you all the time, whether it be on social media or your website. Let everybody know how they can follow FSU football. Yeah, Tallahassee.com is where all the coverage is at, you know, at Fernandez Andre C on Twitter. So follow follow me there, and, and we'll have you know the Seminoles covering wire to wire as much as possible throughout this season and beyond. Good stuff. Thanks so much. Go go to Whataburger for me uh, and and, uh, <laughs> and get me a burger. I haven't had one of those in a long time. I got right, to get you up here in November when the Canes come up. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll be up there. It'll be a, it'll be a great time, man. Hey, thanks so much. There you go. Uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.